So here's what to pay attention to when you hear the term work-life balance in consulting. So work-life balance in consulting doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be home by 5.30 every evening. Uh, what it does mean is that you get advanced visibility into weeks that are lighter and weeks that are busier. And, and so on a 12-week project, weeks one and two may be comparably lighter because you're develop developing a hypothesis, you are waiting for the client to send you information, you are doing some, your own preliminary research, uh, and so if you're at a firm that doesn't bill by the hour, you may only have 20, 30, 35 hours of work to do that week. But then there may be an interim deliverable or milestone or meeting scheduled for week four of the project where you know, okay, this is going to be a busier week. It's going to be 60, 70 hours, and, and we have to make sure that, that we're ready for this first milestone. When you move into full-time, another factor comes into play in the entire job search process, and that is how much do I get paid? What are the salaries like? Um, how, how does that grow um, as I spend more time in the field or at that company? So that's what today's video is about. We'll talk about consulting the salaries specifically and what they look like in the longer term. And obviously, we want to have an expert talk about this. And for that reason, we have Naman on that podcast. Naman, did you want to introduce yourself? Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be with you today. Hi, everyone. My name is Naman Mian. I'm the COO of Management Consulted. We're the world's largest community of consulting job seekers. A million and a half people come to us every year looking for information on the industry and how to break in. And we leverage our relationships with our community and with the firms to build an annual consulting salary report. And so I'm, I'm excited to dive into that report today and, and talk about what everybody wants to know about is, hey, show me the money. How much do I get paid? Is, is this worth it for me or not? So thanks again for having me. What does a general consulting new grad offer look like in terms of like the structure? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a few pieces to pay attention to, right? The most self-explanatory, the one we all expect and pay attention to is the base salary, but that is just one piece of your total comp package. So you, you have a base salary, you have a signing bonus, you have a performance bonus, uh, you have potentially a relocation bonus, you have retirement contributions that are a part of the benefits package. There's a few things to pay attention to. So I always tell our clients and tell the students that we work with that the most important thing to pay attention to is the base salary. So mm -hmm. if if I had a base salary of 75 and a signing bonus of 10, that would bring my kind of initial comp up to 85. And mm -hmm. I had a base salary of 80 and a signing bonus of five that would also bring my first year comp up to 85. Mm -hmm. I, all other things being equal, I would always choose the offer with a higher base salary. And mm -hmm. there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, your bonuses and your long-term salary growth are determined by your initial base salary. Mm -hmm. uh, the signing bonus is just a one-time bonus. Uh, and so what I encourage our clients and our students to pay attention to is the base salary most of all. That's number one. Number two, firms will share with you typically the max performance bonus that you can earn in a particular year. Mm -hmm. Only five to 10% of consultants earn the max performance bonus. Mm -hmm. And so don't get suckered in by the big shiny performance bonus number and mm -hmm. think that you're guaranteed to get that. Are stock options generally a part of a consultant it, package? It depends on the firm. They're most common at Accenture, but they're not necessarily common across the industry. What does a general offer in Canada look like for a new grad consultant? Let me start with a couple of caveats. Number mm -hmm. one, right, your, your offer depends on the level that you are breaking into the firm at. So mm -hmm. there's a, obviously a big difference between an entry-level undergraduate role and an entry-level MBA role. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's number one. Number two, the tier of firm that you are targeting really makes a big difference to your comp. So generally speaking, you'll find the highest salaries at MBB 
and mm. a few other top boutiques like Strategy and and EY Parthenon, uh, Deloitte Strategy and Analytics, et cetera, et cetera. But in, in Canada, you can expect at the undergraduate entry level, generally mm. speaking, that your starting base salary will be somewhere uh, in the seventy or $80,000 a year range. Uh, right at the top firms, and and there are there are some firms that will be higher than that. There are some firms that will be lower than that. For example, like McKinsey, Bain, BCG, they'll be between ninety to one hundred thousand dollars base immediately after undergrad. Mm -hmm. uh, and the big four, uh, generally speaking, will be in the seventies or the eighties. So mm -hmm. there's there's a variation between firms because there's a variation between what they can charge as far as project rates go. So the higher the project rate that the firm charges the higher the salaries are that it can turn around and give to its consultants. So yeah, so this is generally, I think, the MBB packages that you mentioned on your website. Do you want to just walk us through one of these? Yeah, yeah. So let's walk through the BCG one here, hmm. right? And so here you can see that the Canadian base salary for BCG at the post-undergrad entry level is $90,000 base. Not bad, right? Hmm. Uh, and, and then you've got your performance bonus here. So that performance bonus number there is in US dollars. Hmm. Uh, and so, right, your... Your base salary is about ten thousand dollars less in Canada than in the U.S., and we'll talk about why. So, mm -hmm. you know, let's just make the assumption here that the performance bonus is going to be the same, ten thousand dollars less, mm -hmm. right? And so, and the reason that we don't have a Canadian performance bonus listed, just so you know and your listeners know, is because mm -hmm. if we don't see verifiable offer info, we don't publish it. Mm -hmm. So, I have a good sense of what that performance bonus number is in Canada, but because I haven't gotten verification on it, we don't, we haven't published it. Okay. Uh, and, and so, we'll just say that it's in that fifteen thousand dollar range. Again, that would be the max. So mm -hmm. let's assume that most of us are going to get half of that. So now we're up to 97.5, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, and then you've got uh, a signing bonus here that's $8,000 in Canada, right? Mm -hmm. So now you're at, let's test my mental math here, that's 105.5, right? Mm -hmm. uh, for your, your first year comp. Uh, mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you have potential profit sharing, um, mm -hmm. which actually goes into your retirement account. Uh, and so you're looking at north of $100,000 uh, in total comp for mm -hmm. your first year. Now let's go down to one of the big four. So let's go with EY. And so you can see here that, mm -hmm. so this, this is EY consulting. It's not EY strategy uh, or EY SNO, uh, mm -hmm. which also is known as, as Parthenon. So this is kind of your, your EY consulting that's not strategy. And you can see the, the big difference in base salary, right? Mm -hmm. Between BCG, who's you know doing more strategy work and EY, who's doing more of a, a mix of, of consulting work, right? There's a $25,000 difference between, between the base salaries here. And uh, it's a huge difference. And, and here's the reason why BCG for a, you know, six month strategy project will charge, you know, half a million dollars per month plus travel for a team of six, right? You, you know, EY, uh, the non-strategy practice, right, is maybe charging three to $400,000 a month for the same team doing further downstream work. And so that's reflected in the salaries of the folks uh, that are, are on that team. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, right, but the, the calculus is the same, right? I, I would, I, I'd start with the base. I would then, okay, think about the performance bonus. Is there one even offered at the firm? Like, mm -hmm. looks like here, just based on the, the verification we got, uh, for the UK market, okay, it's a, it's a pretty small performance bonus if you take it as a percentage of your base. Yeah. So, right, uh, I'll get a little bit of money, but it's not anything to hang my hat on. Really mm -hmm. here, what I'm, I'm looking at is the, the base salary, the relocation, if I'm moving cities to take the job, mm -hmm. uh, the signing bonus, which is a nice one-time little sugar high, mm -hmm. uh, and, and the fact that here I've got a different type of, of perk. I've got unlimited PTO. Okay, so you can see here, right, we've got 
Canadian offer info for quite a few boutiques. And, and let's just define what boutique is. So at Management Consulted, we define boutique as any firm that's not MVB or big four, right? Mm -hmm. So we lump everybody else into the boutique category. And then there are subcategories under that. Mm -hmm. But here you can see, right, Accenture Consulting, $70,000 base in Canada. Mm -hmm. Accenture Strategy, $90,000 base in Canada. Mm -hmm. So, right, again, the, the, the practice areas, the firms that do strategy work pay a whole heck of a lot more than the firms of the practice areas that don't do strategy work. Mm -hmm. So if compensation is really important to you, mm -hmm. uh, then aim for strategy consulting firms or at least strategy practices inside of larger consulting firms. Overall, boutique firms will pay lower than the big four and MBB, but there are amazing boutique firms out there doing incredible work that pay just as much or, or even more. Mm -hmm. uh, and so Accenture Strategy is, is one such firm. Uh, Alvarez and Marsal, Analysis Group, Alex Partners, uh, LEK, ZS Associates, there are others who, depending on the market, uh, pay just as much or even a little bit more than, than some of the more name brand firms. So uh, don't hear boutique and think small and niche, although it can mean that. Uh, when we define boutique for the purposes of our report, uh, boutique just means they don't fit into the MBB or they don't fit into the big four category. So here's what to pay attention to when you hear the term work-life balance in consulting. So work-life balance in consulting doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be home by 5.30 every evening. Uh, what it does mean is that you get advanced visibility into weeks that are lighter and weeks that are busier. And, and so on a 12-week project, weeks one and two may be comparably lighter because you're develop developing a hypothesis, you are waiting for the client to send you information, you are doing some your own preliminary research. Uh, and so if you're at a firm that doesn't bill by the hour, you may only have 20, 30, 35 hours of work to do that week. And you have a lot of time to grab lunch with colleagues, leave the office early and, and pick up your kids from school, do whatever it is that, that you wanna do. But then there may be an interim deliverable or milestone or meeting scheduled for week four of the project where you know, okay, this is gonna be a busier week. It's gonna be 60, 70 hours and, and we have to make sure that, that we're ready for this first milestone, right? After that milestone week, week five, okay, you, you may have a lighter week again, right? And so you have these ups and downs in consulting on projects where some weeks are lighter, some weeks are busier. The beauty is that you can schedule your life around those. Did you want to just talk about a management consultant and what it could offer to the students? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. Really, we at Management Consulted exist to help people go from interest in consulting to actually landing a consulting offer. Uh, and there are a couple of different ways that we do that. We offer resume and cover letter edits to help you actually get the interview to begin with. And then we do case and behavioral interview training uh, to help you crush the interview process once you're, once you're there. Mm -hmm. So whether you're targeting MBB or whether you're targeting a really niche boutique, chances are we've helped somebody land an offer there. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we can help you tailor your resume for that firm. We can help you prepare for the case interviews at that firm. Mm -hmm. uh, and then once you get an offer, we, off we have Excel and PowerPoint training mm -hmm. that helps you become ready uh, to become a top performer on day one. Mm -hmm. uh, and so in a nutshell, wherever you're at in the recruiting life cycle, mm -hmm. uh, we can help you take that next step towards a consulting offer. So I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. I know we've gone over time, but I think you've covered some really golden and piece of golden information that a lot of students can leverage. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to the UBC podcast.